Top of the 9 o'clock hour. Welcome back to the WIP Morning Show on a sticky, hot Wednesday morning. John Johnson, uh, Al Morganti, and Rhea Hughes. we joined by uh, Tim Kelly uh, in just a moment. One of the things we're going to talk to Tim about, you know what, let me just get right into this because we've been, so I'm su- surprised at what traction we have gotten over this whole Rob Manfred thing this mm-hmm. morning. Uh, brilliant writer, former producer here at WIP. Yes. Now a great writer for Odyssey Sports as well as Phillies Nation, Tim Kelly. Hey, Tim. Hey, John. How's it going? Good to talk to you, man. Uh, it's good to catch up, Tim. So uh, let me lead off with this. So all-star festivities, you know, they do, baseball takes center stage, have a couple days all to themselves and celebrate the game. Then Commissioner Rob Manfred has a Q&A with reporters. And within it, he's asked a question about the minor leaguers not making enough money to just simply get by. And, Tim, the commissioner rejects said question, feels insulted. It's been a huge topic of conversation this morning. What do you think about uh, the commissioner's lack of answer? Well, I mean, it's just extremely out of touch. I I don't think it's that much deeper than that. He's someone that's making – I think over $17 million a year. And you have a situation where Major League Baseball has taken over the minor leagues and uh, still you have players not making uh, enough money to get by. So uh, obviously it's extremely out of touch and just uh, wrong, I think. So, uh, Tim, uh, Phillies resume play Friday with the Cubs, second half of the season. Uh, The trade deadline less than two weeks away is it starting pitcher? Is that the uh, position they should be eyeing more than any other? Yeah, I think it is. Now, the, the, certainly center field is a position that you're going to at least inquire and see what's out there. But I think, A, starting pitching has become a bigger need now that Zach Eflin, uh, you have some uncertainty about when he's going to be able to return. But, B, I just think it's easier to find like a mid-rotation starting uh pitcher than it is to find a center fielder that's going to be that drastic of an upgrade over what you have currently so yeah i would say finding like a number three starter is probably your biggest need right now something i i'm always fascinated with and i talk to al morgani about this all the time with dave dombrowski you know he went over took the uh, more recently the red sox over the top he has no regard for the minor league system. If he feels he can put the major league team over the top right here and now, he'll trade every possible prospect. Tim, if the right opportunity presents itself, should Phillies fans uh, you know, have to wonder if the handful of prospects they have left will be traded because of Dombrowski? Well, I think it depends where he's been. I mean, he's been around for so long that in certain situations he's made trades like that. Uh, I don't think he left Boston depleted by any means. So uh, it's depended where he's been at. And I think the mandate here is you want to try to win, but you want to also build a pipeline, which the Phillies obviously haven't had in like 15 years. So I don't think this is going to be a situation where you destroy the minor leagues. But if a situation arises that potentially you could move Logan Ohapi, who's like your number three or four prospect, that you have a catcher, potentially that's something you consider. Uh, but I don't anticipate them moving Mick Abel or Andrew Painter. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Logan Ohapi, the, the uh, prospect catcher in the farm system. Right now, JT Ramuta has, what, three more years left on his deal. 
What ends up ha- happening with it, with that type of prospect? Do they look to move JT at a certain point? We know that his game is not what it once was. Do you trade the prospect because, you know, you can get value for him now? It seems – I'm curious what your thoughts are on how you handle a prospect like that versus the here and the now. Yeah, it's possible that you trade him and he ends up being a, a piece that you're able to get something for because the position that the Phillies have actually done a good job at developing in the minor leagues – has been catcher. The flip side of that, though, is it might take him like another year, year and a half to get to the major leagues and be ready to play. And by that time, JT Real Muto only has a year or so left on his contract. If you get to uh, 2024-ish where he's ready to play every day, maybe they coexist for a little while and you kind of see a handing of the baton. If you think Logan O'Hoppy can be like a top 10 catcher, those type of guys don't grow on trees. So I'd be careful to trade him away just because you have JT Real Muto under contract right now. Now, Tim, I got to be honest. When the Phillies were swept in Toronto, shorthanded, I understand that. But it certainly looked, through, looked like in that once they found themselves in a hole when Zach Wheeler just didn't have it, that they were just going through the motions and trying to get the game over with. Then heading down to Miami and having an off day in between, I was fully expecting them to drop two of three and look really bad and were suddenly questioned, all right, well, here we got training camp coming up. I guess the Phillies are already calling it a season. Tim, I never expected them to come out and sweep their Achilles heel in the Marlins. Uh, were you, you shocked by that? Yes, I was. Uh, uh <laughs> If you had told me going into that series that there was going to be a sweep, I don't think I would have put money on the <laughs> Phillies being the team doing the sweeping. So uh, it, it really was a statement win, and it completely changes how you head into the All-Star break. If they had lost two out of three there, you'd say, wow, this is a team. Maybe you wait another week or two to even see if you're buying. The fact that you go in there and you're able to take three of three, I think it really solidifies that this is a team that even if – maybe the at least is out of reach, is a legitimate contender for one of the wild card spots. Uh, Tim, looking at the bats right now, and you're down there each and every game, what's going on with Nick Castellanos? Is this resold something that, that you know, a guy coming off a career year, but that's not really what he, what he is? Or is this just a guy in a funk that it's all in his head right now? Yeah, I think he's more a guy in a funk because – Certainly, he benefited from playing at Great American Ballpark, which is one of the most hitter-friendly parks in Cincinnati. But he was a a really good hitter in Detroit, where Comerica Park is certainly not a hitter-friendly park. Uh, He just needs a a reset, and potentially the All-Star break will give him that. Uh, This is someone, I, I know people don't like to hear it, but he's just too good to continue hitting like this. Now, he isn't a good fielder. That That is what it is. You didn't anticipate him playing in the field like this, but the Harper injury has kind of forced that. But uh, in terms of offensive production, he's just he is much better than what he's given so far. When it comes to uh, adding to this roster, if uh, Dombrowski is decided, you know what, I, I really don't want to trade the few minor league prospects we have. Is there a major league uh, player on this current roster that you could upgrade another position with by giving them up? Like, is Hoskins a potential trade candidate? I don't think so. Uh, now, what happens in the off season? I don't know. Entering the final year of arbitration eligibility, I don't think you're moving him during the season. I'd be intrigued, kind of, to know what the value of Alec Bohm or Bryson Stott is, but I don't think you're moving Stott, especially given his friendship with Bryce Harper and mm. the fact that 
he has looked really good defensively, and you've seen some flashes uh, with the bat. So I, I am intrigued kind of to see if there's anyone on the major league roster that they would consider, but my gut is in this type of trade, uh, the only one that maybe is available would be like Mickey Moniak, and that's someone <laughs> that would just kind of be like a change of scenery and not at the forefront of the deal. Tim, a couple of days ago, Juan Soto turned down $440 million, and it looks like the Nats are they have a good shot at trading him now. Should the Phillies be in fear of the Mets, the Braves, maybe even the Cardinals grabbing a guy like this? Well, I mean, it can't get worse than him being in your division already. So, uh, yeah, the Mets are a possibility. But if you get him out of the division, any result where he's not playing you 19 times a year, uh, you're better off for it. So uh, he he is a Hall of Fame caliber bat. He's going to be doing it for probably 15 more years. So if you can get him out of the NL East and maybe even out of the National League, you're in a much better situation if you're the Phillies. Yeah, Tim Kelly does a great job covering the Phillies for uh, Odyssey.com and Phillies Nation. Uh, follow him for all his stories, latest news on all things Philadelphia Phillies at Tim Kelly Sports. Tim, thanks, man. All right, thanks, John. All right, Tim Kelly, nice enough to join us. All right.